closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsey Patterson. Presented by OrthoCincy, the orthopedic authority. All right, part two with Betsy Ross. As we've talked about before, plenty of the sports events that are happening. You'll see her over at Game Day Communication. Betsy, Molly, and I have talked to you plenty of times about the broadcasting business, your experience in it. Let's take everyone back to day one. How did you get into broadcasting? (laughs) Well, I, I will take you back a little before day one. Uh, when I realized that that's what I really wanted to do. Uh, I was a journalism major, print journalism at Ball State. It was before David Letterman bequeathed this amazing facility at Ball State. So I'm a journalism major, and I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be an investigative reporter in the newspaper, and I'm going to, you know, like set the world on fire. So um, I was getting a teaching degree as well. And so you have to do student teaching. So I went back to my old high school, Carnesville High School, to do my student teaching. And so my counselor said, all right, um, you can teach um, two classes of journalism and two classes of English, because that was my minor. And I said, between you and me and the fence post, I am never going to teach English. No offense to any English teacher, but I was more toward the journalism side than the, you know, diagramming sentences side. And I said, you got anything else? Go, well, they've got a radio and television program. You want to teach that? I go, sure. How hard can it be? Never have taken a radio and television class in my life, but you yeah, know, why, why not? not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, basically I am studying the night before the day I have to teach this stuff. And I absolutely loved it. Um, uh, Joe Glowacki was the teacher there. He just retired. Um, they were ahead of their time. They had a daily 15-minute broadcast within the school and then eventually the uh, local cable channel picked it up. It was like, you know, your announcements that you always got during homeroom. They did a 15-minute newscast at noon, broadcast it throughout the school, and these kids did packages. They anchored. They did everything. They shot it. They edited it. They voiced it. They wrote the scripts and all that. So they had amazing experience for high school. Wow. But they had an amazing experience. So I'm like watching all this and I'm going, this is what I want to do. I am in my final quarter. We were on quarters. I'm on my final quarter of my senior year at Ball State. And I finally figure out what I want to do. I want to do television. Because it was just so fascinating to me that it was immediate. You know, Mm -hmm. know, now, of course, the, the... Newspaper business is so different because it's so heavy online immediacy there. Uh, But back then, you didn't have that except on broadcast. And I love the fact that you could do a story and it could be on the air immediately. So I said, this is what I want to do. I said, well, great. I'm going to graduate here in a month. So now what am I going to do? So I went back to college, went back to get my master's degree um, at Notre Dame. And... um, it was really a wonderful experience because at the time, the NBC station was owned by Notre Dame, and it was on Notre Dame's campus. So you got to learn at a real commercial television station. Uh, and so, you know, and, and they showed Notre Dame games. They were the broadcast partner for Notre Dame football. 
And it was just a wonderful experience to be able to learn at a commercial television station. And so um, I was very fortunate. Um, I graduated on a Thursday, and I got my first job in television on Monday uh, at the ABC, the then ABC affiliate in South Bend. And when you start at a small station in a smaller market, you do everything, mm-hmm. as oh, you yeah. know. Yes. As you know, you do everything, which was great for me because, you know, here I am, I'm going, well, I'm a journalism major. People will want me to be on television because I'm a journalism major. Well, they could have cared less about my journalism degree. They wanted experience in television and broadcasting. And so uh, Phil Langell, my very first um, news director, uh, took a chance on me, hired me. Uh, I said, I said, can I change my name? He goes, what? I said, can I change my name? I'm kind of sick of this Betsy Ross thing. Can I change my name? He goes, are you kidding? I wanted to be Jennifer Edwards. You wanted your name I wanted my name to be Jennifer Jennifer Edwards. Edwards. See, I cannot see that. You are such a Betsy. (laughs) You are a Betsy Ross. Not allowed. I don't know. I I just grabbed that name out of the air. It's like Lynn St. James. I just grabbed that name out of the air. I wanted to be Jennifer Edwards. (laughs) And he goes, are you crazy? You've got a name that people are going to remember. You don't want to change your name. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why you're a news director. So Phil uh, convinced me not to change my on-air name. And so here we are. Wow. (laughs) That is, you know, that's funny because a lot of people don't realize my name is fake. You know, your Lindsay's name is real, but a lot of us in broadcasting, we all have fake names. Yeah. And there was a, there was a, the the only time I was in Sports Illustrated, uh, a columnist did a whole, when uh, they had print SIs and always the back page was like kind of a column. And a guy did a story on who had fake names and who didn't in sports, uh, you know, Dan Patrick and Hannah Storm. Oh, and yeah. talked about all their, their, what their real names were. And then he said, you know, and there are a couple who have, you know, it's their real name and uh, including Betsy Ross at ESPN and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so it was one of these things that I, I didn't see the value of having a memorable name. I just wanted a name that wouldn't, attract attention mm, um yeah. you know because i still i still get the oh, i i love your flag yeah the american flag oh, betsy know, ross I, yeah. I, I still get that and every and every once in a while depending on my mood you know i'll either go you must be new in town aren't you <laughs> and they'll go yeah yeah why i go because i've been around this town for so long you know my name doesn't register anymore or if I'm in a particular mood, I'll go, you know, you're the first person who's ever said that to me. <laughs> yes, that was going to be my next one. thing. I've never yeah. heard that before. I've never heard that before. Wow. And then their eyes get big. Yeah, yeah. You know, every once in a while, I, I'll, uh, I'll get them. You'll get them. Uh, and I go, uh, yeah, no, you're not. You yeah. Know, so It is memorable, though. <laughs> that is, what's your middle name? Oh, my middle name is Melina. Melina. It's Melinda without the D. It's Greek. It has. It, Mom said she got it out of a book. She really did. And and it, like, if you're pronouncing it the Greek way, it's Melina, like Melina Mercury. Melina. Okay. I get the, it. Yeah, the actress. Uh, you know, every once in a while there'll be an actress uh, with a, a Greek background, and her name will be Melina. Um, but um, Mom said she got it out of a book. That so is- it's Melina. 
Betsy Malina. Betsy Malina. Yeah. Betsy uh, actually, we were talking uh, yesterday. Uh, it's way too long of a story. I'll, I'll tell it as quickly as I can. I was in Tampa. A friend of mine was becoming a naturalized citizen. And uh, she walks in and they said, no, you, you can't bring any friends in because of COVID and all that stuff. And she goes, well, I, 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 I want to be sworn in with Betsy Ross. How many people get to be sworn in as a naturalized citizen and have Betsy Ross? And the guy looks at me. And so I had to take out my driver's license and show it to him. And he goes, oh, well, that's nice. But, you know, that's nice. But, you know, you still can't go in. So she goes in by herself and I'm standing over here in the side and like, Two people later, he goes, Betsy. I go, yeah. He said, help your friend with her flowers. And I go, sure, thank you. And so he let me in. Oh, that was nice. And so I got to sit with her for her naturalization oh, ceremony. How so cool that? It, it was. And, you know, and they took pictures inside afterwards yeah. uh, with her and, her and her flags. And yeah, it was, oh, it was wonderful. And I go, Finally, this name pays off. Finally, <laughs> finally, finally. Oh no, you're, there's there are many reasons why why that pays off. I, you know, as we're talking about um, broadcasting and our journeys, and you know, we were saying Lindsay and I know, you know, we've we've been in it for gosh, long time now. Long I've time. been in it 10, 12 years, and yeah. um, what bit of advice do you have for young women in broadcasting yeah. that want to get to your level? You know, and and I'm like you. I get asked that a lot, and mm -hmm. you know, it's it's tough because, you know, in general, you want to encourage anybody who wants to get into this business uh, to take as many opportunities as you can. You know, be an intern. I don't care if it doesn't get paid or not. Mm -hmm. I worked. Know. I worked for free. Yeah, at Q. You for know, a long time. don't don't think that you know having a eight dollar an hour ten dollar an hour job is going to be better than having a free job and what you really want to do get as many jobs like that as you can paid or unpaid volunteer if you have to get as much experience as possible and have it in a wide range you know you can go in and think that you want to be katie couric but then you get into the business and you find out well all the power is over here in the administration mm -hmm. or all yeah. the power is being a news director and so, you know, get exposed to all that early so you can you can decide what you want to do. Um, another thing, and, and I want to hear your guys' opinion on this as well. Um, have a thick skin. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, it, uh, yes, we have come a long way. Yes, this is the 50th anniversary of Title IX, and we can talk about that all day. Uh, some people haven't gotten the memo. Mm-hmm. And um, there are still things that are said and things that are done and things that are not done um, that do not necessarily give women equal opportunity. Does it hurt or does it advance your cause by calling it out? That's a tough decision to make. Yeah. And, and I've, you know, if it's, if it's a, just a offhanded comment, you know, I kind of, you know, look at them and say something inappropriate back and then go on my way. And usually if you do that, if you kind of show that you're going to stand up to it, then it goes away. Yeah. But there's a line mm -hmm. and we all know, 
and sometimes it's crossed and you really have to do soul searching and decide okay is 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 this an is this the line did I tell you all the Billie Jean King story the last time I, I was here? I think so. I don't remember that, no. Okay, well, let me tell you that again, uh, uh, as, as short as I can. Um, I got to interview Billie Jean King when she was here in 2010. She was here it's, uh, when the Reds had their civil rights games, and she was being honored. <clears throat> and I was finishing my book at the time, and I go, oh, i got to get her for an interview. And so, you know, you go through the channels. Oh, she's very busy. I don't think she'll have time. Yeah. Oh, she's very busy. You know, I, she's got to get on the field. She's got to prepare. So I finally go through the reds. I go, you know, just just give me a few minutes. And so finally, you know, like that day, I get the call. Be downstairs in the tunnel in front of the Diamond Club at such and such a time. You'll get five minutes. I go great, great. So we go down there. I do the interview. Got six and a half. And at the end of it, I shook her hand and I said. You've heard this a million times. I know you have, but I just want to thank you for doing what you have done and putting up with what you have put up with so that I can do this. Oh, wow. And, you know, I, I, I stand on your shoulders and I thank you for doing what you've done so I can do this. Yeah. And so she, you know, she was shaking my hand like she, you know, like, like when you're really grasping somebody's hand and you, and you put both of your hands around theirs. And she, does, she did that. She goes, well, that's great. But let me ask you a question. How do they treat you here? Oh, my goodness. Ooh. And, I, you know, I, I had the same reaction. I, I, nobody's ever asked me that. And I said, well, I said, I've, I have worked in this market for, for here 20 as years. In, here, here as, as in, in this city in broadcasting. Gotcha. Okay. How do they treat you? Gotcha. And I said, I've been in this market off and on for 20 years. I said, I've grown up with a lot of these guys. I said, we work together here. We work together at different events. We work together at stations. I said, they respect my work. They, I think, realize that I work hard. They respect my work. And yes, they treat me very well. And she said, great. Pay it forward. Pass it on. Pay it forward. Pass it on. I loved that so much. That is incredible. And 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 she's right because you know all of us again stand on the shoulders of so many of those women. Um, but it's important for us to bring up the next generation of young women, as you said. It's so important to bring them up and to make sure they do things the right way and they learn that it's not always going to be easy. But if you love it, mm-hmm. as we all do, mm-hmm. what we do, yeah. if you love it, you'll put up with it and you'll work harder and you'll get that respect. Yeah. You know, um, I see, you know, some of the women that, that, you know, you're watching right now on ESPN, you know, Adoris Burke just does such a great job. Um, and... You know, Lisa Salters, and, I, you know, I could go through, you know, so many of those women that I had the opportunity to work with. You know, they they put up with a lot to get where they're going, but they're respected for their work mm-hmm. because they do the homework and they do the studying that it takes, and they're respected for it on, on all sides. And, you know, so it's, I think it's it's beholden to us to make sure that this next generation comes up. And so 
you know, I, I will never forget that she said that, you know, pay it forward and pass it on. Yeah. And I think it's our responsibility to do that, you know, to the to the young ladies who are in school now. That want to do this someday. Yeah. Because it's, it is not a, I think that's the thing. And I, I can remember even thinking this when I first, you know, got hired here as an intern back in 2009 or 10, whenever that was, mm-hmm. um, thinking, oh, they just, uh, you just, you hop on the air and it's like you just sit and talk all day and like that's so fun they're only here for a few hours a day and yeah. it's like you only work three hours a day are yeah. you kidding me that's what people ask me all the time they're like are you just up there for four hours a day i'm like no <laughs> i am seven days a week we are just uh, if i mean i and i think that i think that showing that you do love it mm-hmm. uh because it's 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 obvious that you both love what mm-hmm. you're doing and I think that goes such a long way. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and for me, it was just like one of these things that I always loved sports and I always loved writing and I couldn't figure out how to put the two together uh, until I started seeing women on television. You know, I always reference Phyllis George uh, on NFL Today. She was the first woman that I saw every week. And she would do like a feature story on a player. And that was groundbreaking back then, you know, when she did it. But to have somebody do that, and I go, oh, that's how I can put sports and journalism together. That's how I can do it. OrthoCincy Orthopedics and Sports Medicine has eight convenient orthopedic urgent care clinics in Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana with convenient weekday, evening, and Saturday hours for fractures, sprains, strains, and more. OrthoCincy's dedicated orthopedic specialists will treat your sports, work, or everyday injury. Just walk in. No appointment is ever needed at OrthoCincy Orthopedic Urgent Care. Plus, you'll spend less time and money than going to a crowded ER. Learn more at orthocincy.com. That's orthocincy with a y.com. It means so much when you see somebody who looks like you doing what you want to do. When I was growing up and I saw a female journalist or a female reporter or someone like a Phyllis George, that gave me hope that I could do that too. Mm-hmm. I could do that too. Yeah. And, and them being nice to you you know mm-hmm. like I can remember you know still as we're, we're talking about this certain people are flashing through my memory of you know I remember when I first came in and and I really I, I can think of one time where I felt kind of stupid this person does not work here anymore but mm-hmm. I was gonna fill in with him on this morning show this person is not anybody here so, yeah. you know, <laughs> he has been long gone for a very long time now um, but I was so excited to fill in with him mm-hmm. and run the board and you know do a few breaks with him and he was so rude to me mm. almost like he was insulted that he was like who are you it, it was mm. like an insult to have this you know new part-timer and I was like ah damn I was so excited for this moment and then I felt stupid and then it kind of made me feel small but then I had all these other people that were like, what, what, what do you need help with? You know, so I had to, you know, put that to the side. But, right. you know, it's kind of an example of what it may be like for some that start off. It's not mm-hmm. sunshine and rainbows. It's it, takes, it takes time. So. It's not. And it still isn't. I still have moments, you know, mm-hmm. 12 years later where I'm like, ah, I'm mad about this or this. And you don't have control over it. You just got to put your boots on and continue. Yeah. So. I also feel like. And social media is a factor too, just kind of bounce off that. But I feel like, not to play the women card or anything like that, but I feel like I can't mess up on a stat. 
or I can't mess up on something oh, on yeah. a thought or anything mm-hmm. like that because they'll come at you. Like, mm-hmm. How did you not know that? Why are you wrong? So it is definitely you want to make sure the information or anything you say with any player, any game or any recap. It's yeah. just like another set of eyes are on you. You're at all at, times. I could, you are absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, before social media. Thank heavens. <laughs> before social media, I remember doing a highlight, a hockey highlight for Pete's sake, a girl from Indiana. I'm doing hockey highlights and the player was Hobby Bullen, Nikolai Hobby Bullen. And of course, Hobby Bullen is not spelled that way. It's like K's and S's and <laughs> X's Z's. and Z's. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and of course, I'd never seen that name before. And so I messed it up. And so I, com- I come in the next day and my voicemail is full. Oh, just people. Why is that woman doing highlights? Get her off the air, blah, oh. blah, blah, you know. And, uh, and so, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and hockey... Hockey fans are so passionate. Mm-hmm. They're so they passionate. They really are. They, they really are next <laughs> level. They are. So, you know, I don't I don't blame them, but you know, man, that was a lesson for me to, you know, uh, could you guys like phonetically spell it out? Yeah. Please, until I till I get into the rhythm. Just please. You know, yes. You know, okay. and well, and they did and it was and it was fine, but yeah. One of my biggest Lindsay I think knows this one, my biggest I mean, this is sports-related, technically, mistake ever in my radio career was when I went on the air, live on the air, and announced that LeBron James died instead (gasps) of Kobe Bryant. (gasps) So as it... Did you ever know that story, Lindsay? You didn't know this story? No. I still have people bring it up to me to this day that, like, somebody recently that I met that was like, oh... And I don't know how it was brought up, but they were like, that was you. I was listening that day, and I called my friend. We, You know, I was like, yeah, that was, you know... Not, I mean, now it's like, okay, whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. But, you know, we've all had yeah. those 100%. moments. It's yeah. not, um, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, that doesn't, that shouldn't discourage women from getting into no. this no, business. No, absolutely I mean, not. it's live, things happen, mm-hmm. it's on its way to Mars, you know. Take a breath. If I have any yeah. advice for you, and my boss, Patty, down the hallway has said this so many times, she goes, take a breath. I need to step back because there's, we've got breaking news. This is happening. And then I'm hopping on the mic and I'm announcing the wrong thing. And everyone's calling me and yelling at me. And I'm, you know, yeah, breathe. That's another pointer. Breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do what you have to do because live TV, radio, everything. It's chaotic sometimes. And, and in a related, um, topic, um, what we have seen, um, and, and, talking about our company, uh, what we have seen are um, so many young women who um, do have an opportunity and they enjoy what they do. They really love what they do. Uh, But they don't think that, kind of going back to what you were talking about being supported, um, if they don't feel supported, uh, it's it's tough to keep your head down and and really work on it and and I'll give you kind of the example that that we're working on right now. Um, we have launched an esports team. Oh, I heard about this called Cincinnati Fear. Fear, yeah. I just got an email yeah. from. Um, is did Jackie send out an email? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Jackie did. Jackie did. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati Fear. Yeah, and so you know we we're we're starting that, um, and especially we're trying to get female gamers to be involved in it because 
there are a lot of good female gamers out there, but so many of them have to use or they choose to use pseudonyms or they use their initials mm. because they don't want to necessarily be identified as a female gamer because, and, and I'm, I'm just learning this world, uh, but from what I understand, there is bullying out there, um, especially with female players. And so we are trying to bring female players on, develop them, you know, give them kind of a safe place. Um, and that's one thing that we do want to do because esports, I'm telling you, it is blowing up. It, it is. is. It is becoming mm-hmm. a billion-dollar industry. And, you know, so many um, established uh, franchises, like when FC Cincinnati started, they had an esports gamer on fiddle. They had him, like, uh, right away. Um, uh, that team upriver that wears uh, uh, gold and black, uh, whose name will not be yeah. mentioned. You know, they're, he who shall not be named. Yeah, he who should, should not be named. Uh, you know, they're connected with an esports team. Jerry Jones has an amazing esports team and a complex down there. And so this is something that established franchises are, are dabbling in as well. And so, you know, that's one thing that we're, and we're just getting started on this, but, you know, we found a lot of interest, but that's one thing that we want to make sure that we have female gamers can feel safe, you know, being part of that. Because you know, from, from what I understand, they don't necessarily always get that kind of support. And so, and it's, and it's such an opportunity for uh, women to, you know, get involved in what's going to be, I think, a huge, you know, a, a huge sporting event, a huge, you know, sporting platform across the board. I'll have to follow up with that. I know. Yeah. Because women can do whatever men can do, right? 100%. Absolutely. You know, absolutely that's what they can. said about Ginger Rogers, she did everything Fred Astaire did backwards and with heels on. <laughs> I love that. So. And I love high heels. <laughs> All right. So think about that. Yeah. Well, Betsy Ross, thank you so much. Uh, that wraps up this episode of On the Sidelines presented by OrthoSensi Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Daniel Rue of the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't flu. They're playing well so far. And so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if the CEO can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.